Welcome to Not Your Average Mother Runner Podcast. My name is Lisa, and this is not just a podcast about running. This is a podcast to empower women through fitness and health and everything in between. Because let's be honest, ladies, this journey could suck if we don't get our shit together. Welcome back to Not Your Average Mother Runner Podcast. I am your host, Lisa. I just want to, again, thanks everyone for the amazing feedback that I've been getting, but don't forget to share that love, rate the podcast, and leave a comment on iTunes and Spotify. And also, please make sure to subscribe to the podcast on iTunes and Spotify so that you'll know when I drop the episode. So if you subscribe, you're going to get a notification that I have a new episode on the podcast page. So today's guest is an evolution coach and entrepreneur. She is the owner of Alexandra Consulting LLC. And I'm just going to tell you some of her credentials because I think it's important for you guys to know. Uh, Her credentials are she's a certified positive discipline parent educator. She's a certified life coach. Uh, She has relationship coaching courses under her belt. She is a certified nutrition coach. Wow. And a certified personal trainer coming soon. Correct? Yes. Okay. Amazing. Wow. And we will be talking about the ever so popular topic, relationships. Yay. (laughs) (laughs) You know, the the topic that we just can't get enough and we often, um, as women, are always trying to find out or find more about our relationships with others as well as, you know, the relationships with ourselves. So welcome, Alexandra Lopez. Thank you. Thank oh, by the way, and she's Latina, so. Oh, gracias. <laughs> That's muy importante, okay? So <laughs> um, I, so I just, before we go into this, I want to just tell the listeners that we started talking, and I think that it ended up, I had in my mind, what we were going to talk about, but then it went to another level. (laughs) And we started talking about relationships and then she started talking my language and I'm like, oh no, we have got to talk about this. So that is why I brought her on here because I think it's important as women to know the difference between a positive relationship and a relationship that maybe not maybe it's not best to be in, in our space and what those signs are. Because I think oftentimes we doubt ourselves and we, you know, we ask ourselves, am I being too picky? Am I, am I, uh, you know, imagining things Um, where if you're having these discussions inside your head, I often feel like it's telling you something. So Alexandra is going to talk about you know, just her experiences from her relationship. And I'll let her discuss about that a little bit more. So before we go into that, let's uh, talk about your background story. You know, where are you from, where you live now, and, and what do you do? Okay. 
I am uh, 100% Latina. <laughs> I was born in the island of Puerto Rico. And after a couple months old, um, raised in the States. I moved a lot, uh, moved around a lot as a child. But the majority of my life, I lived in the Lehigh Valley area of Pennsylvania. Um, wow, that's like, very, uh, that's a, such a big Latino <laughs> area. Is it? Is it a big Latino yeah. area? Is it really? Yes. Wow, yes, I was being is. sarcastic. It's very diverse. It's very diverse. Wow, I would have never guessed. It is. Um, so I spent a lot of my life there. Um, I graduated, went to college there. I had two beautiful children, um, young adults now. I bought my first home when I was 22 years old in that area. Um, so a lot of my life took place there. Uh, and then last year, I came across a crossroad in my own life. Um, it had to do with two things. One, one thing that happened at work and one thing that happened in this relationship that we'll talk about um, that made me look at myself and um, reflect and make a decision with what I want to do for me, for what made me happy. So I left my 20-some year career I sold my home and I transitioned to Puerto Rico for a period of time. So that's where I'm at currently. I'm on the island. I was supposed to return back to PA before COVID hit. And obviously that didn't take place. So I should be returning back to PA next month. Um, if I'm staying, I don't know. I don't know if I'm staying, if it's just going to be a four period or if it's just going to be, you know, just a stop to deal with some things and, and then move on to what's next. Uh, I'm at a place in my life where I'm just enjoying every single moment without regret and learning to love myself on a daily basis at a whole other level. And this is why we connected. <laughs> this is why we connected because I, I feel you and I know exactly um, what you're talking about. So let's talk a little bit about, well, let's talk a lot about that relationship and just give the background story of how you got into this relationship that we're going to be talking about. Okay. Um, I'll start by saying this, this relationship was different. When I, when I look at this relationship and when I look at the relationships I had in my past, there's one very big difference. Um, I never walked out of any previous relationship I had feeling suicidal, so low in, within my soul and my spirit and empty and confused and lost. Mm. So the pattern I had prior to this relationship was, um, you know, because of trauma that I experienced in my childhood, I was a promiscuous woman. So there was a lot of not valuing myself as a woman and just, you know, in and out of relationships and things like that, but very strong in not settling. Like something would happen, I would be quick to just end it, you know, type of thing and just move on. Um, so when I stepped into my 30s, I went into seven years of just a spiritual journey with healing healing from childhood trauma with abandonment, rejection, rape, being molested, a lot of like deep, deep wounds. Mm -hmm. And during that period, I chose to honor myself, to give myself time to heal, 
Um, there was no dating during that period. There was nothing. But me, my pain and healing. Um, so then came a time at the end of that where I made a decision to put myself out there again. And when I put myself out there is when I met this individual. Um, so let me share a little bit about that. I believe within my soul that some people are predators. And there is malicious intent within their hearts. Um, there are patterns of behaviors that they are very much aware of. But this experience for me showed me what a wolf in sheep's clothing was all about. Um, I believe the experience had purpose in my life. I believe a new woman, I allowed a new woman to be birthed. Um, I met this man. He seemed like answered prayer. Displayed all these beautiful characteristics of the man that um, I seen as a soul partner, as a life partner. Um, and there was a lot of words. And some time went by and there's one flag that was very early that I missed. And I'll call the flag inconsistency. Um, we started dating. He went to um, a conference, was gone for a week, and I, had, I didn't hear anything of him that, that week. Little did I know, you know, time passed. There was someone on that trip with him. He did that stuff um, all the time. Um, you know, when someone tells you they love you very early is another flag. There is something seriously wrong with that situation. And it happened in, in, this, in the relationship I was. And it got me so off guard that I said, wait a minute, that's not. And I addressed it. Um, I addressed it, but didn't get out of the situation. I stood in the relationship. And a lot happened. Uh, I think I realized that I was in an abusive relationship with a narcissist in when I started doubting my reality. Um, so when I started doubting my reality, I started asking myself, what's really going on here? Like, why am I feeling like this? And um, I started not feeling good about myself. Um, there was a lot of things that were said that would cut me down. Um, a man that was all about himself could never celebrate anything in my life and what was going on. Um, I had a promotion during that relationship and it was just like nothing. Like I just said, absolutely nothing. Um, so there was just a lot that happens in an unhealthy relationship that was taking place. Um, I will say this though. I learned from my past that I was a fighter or runner. Like when something comes up, I either ran with it or I would fight about it. And during my healing journey and really assessing who I was as a person, as a woman, but also who I wanted to be and, and those character traits and those things that um, I wanted to start carrying myself in that manner moving forward. One of them was just being able to commit myself to a relationship and not leaving as quickly as something happened. So I felt because I made that commitment, 
it didn't help me at a personal level because it was a commitment. It didn't help me at, at that level to leave when I should have left. Right. Um, I think it made me feel, I questioned myself, like you're running, you're, you're, you're running, this is you running again. And it was a struggle with mm-hmm. inside of me to know, um, am I running or is it, is it's time to run? Do you understand what I mean? Yeah. And I'll have to say that when you start having dreams, that your nights are even at peace and you're crying throughout the day. And there's just a lot of that. I mean, it's just time to take a break right? and focus and focus on yourself. Um, So, you know, there was a difference in time from when I ended the relationship until I cut, I mean, no contact. That was different. Um, Relationships in my life changed. He took, he did a very good job with making sure that happened. Um, so wait, what do you mean by that? So you feel like because of that relationship with him, it impacted your future relationships? Is that what no. you mean? Okay. No, I'm, I'm referring to, there was so much um, mental work that he was putting in that I started isolating myself. And not spending time with the people that I love and people that I knew loved me. Right. And they they started seeing that something shifted. Um, So that's what I mean, that my relationships change in my life. My kids were young adults. They were young adults when I met him. They are now. Um, But they even noticed that there was a shift. Mm -hmm. And my youngest one said something to me one day. Um, so that made me look and be honest with myself and tell myself you're choosing to be in denial because it's not like I didn't feel some stuff was wrong. And it's not like I realized like, this is not healthy for me. I knew that there was other things that I was trying to hold on to that just kept me stuck in, in a period of denial. Yeah. you know, so it was a journey. Yeah. So if we can, um, I, I can totally relate to what you're saying, but I want to ask you, what was it that, what was it about you that you were able to see these patterns prior to you getting into this relationship? You had this whole time by yourself, like what was it in your mind that you felt like you needed to do? Were you looking to just find yourself? Were you looking to just, I mean, what was going on through that period? And how did you get to that point? I mean, that's a long time of being on your own and saying, nope, I'm working on me. Like, how did that happen? My 20s was a destructive period. Um, Drugs, abuse of alcohol, sleeping around. Um, in one relationship, I had such a low, um, self-esteem and such a low, um, awareness of my worth and my value as a woman. 
Uh, it's not something that was taught to me as a child. And I was just reliving and uh, at a whole other level, what I learned it was just learned behavior. Mm-hmm. And at the end of my 20s, I got to a place that I was just so unhappy with myself as a person. Mm-hmm. And I got to a point where I said, mm, I even was depressed. I got hospitalized in a state hospital for a couple of weeks. Um, it was just getting worse and worse and worse as time went by. Mm-hmm. And I just got to a place where I realized I wasn't happy and I needed to do something different in order to, for something else to be happening in my life that um, was more of what I wanted. So I just embarked in the healing journey and I went in, I was running from my pain for so long. That's obvious. Mm -hmm. Um, I was suppressing it. I was numbing it in many, many ways. There was a lot of anger and resentment and unforgiveness in my heart towards um, my parents and um, just things that I experienced. So I had to go in. It was just a journey of, of soul searching, healing, true transformation, because it's not enough to learn things in life. You have to apply them to your life in order to have change, um, in order to walk in the new that you say you want. And that took time because there was so much trauma. Mm -hmm. And I was the type of person, I'm the type of person that I sit in it. And what I mean by that is when I was dealing with the area of um, abandonment, I'll use that as an example. Um, I just didn't move on to a next subject until I felt like I was okay and healed with that wound. Mm -hmm. And some of them took years, Lisa. It just took years. Mm -hmm. Um, So I was very patient in the process. There was no strategy in place of, okay, I'm going to do this and this and this. I just went with what hurt the most first and then just continued to work on myself there. That is... Not everybody can do that. That's pretty amazing um, at, at the age that you did it because it takes a lot of looking at in the mirror and looking at yourself and looking at the reflection. Um, and, that, and you're right, the, the, the facing the hurt because uh, most people don't want to face the hurt and they run away. And you said that you got to the point that you were tired of doing it. But when you were going through that point, was it, did you have any guidance? Was it like a, like, you know, there's so much self-help books where this is something like that. Did you have a therapist? Did you have somebody that said something like, I just want to know what was it that it got you to the point where you're like, I'm tired of this. Okay. I had a therapist in my twenties. Um, cause then I tried to work through it. I knew I had issues. Mm-hmm. I was never blind to my issues. Um, but I didn't walk away with value and I didn't walk away with, and maybe it was just not the fit, like the counselor and I weren't a fit. Cause mm-hmm. I truly believe it. You know, people are called in certain mm-hmm. areas, uh, and gifted in certain ways. So once I had that experience, I just didn't try another counselor. Um, this is what what my thirties look like. So I mentioned that I embarked on my spiritual journey. So, um, I do believe in God and, and I have a relationship with him. I do see him as my ultimate healer and counselor and I use books. So when I wanted to work on abandonment, I would 
search books and I would look at reviews. I wouldn't just go with a bestseller. I would look at reviews and just see what people were saying that they experienced going through it. That's what I did. A lot of reading, a lot of solitude time, um, a lot of sitting in my tears mm-hmm. because the thing with pain, it's a relationship. You have a relationship with your emotions and so long you look at pain as an enemy and you look at pain as something you you avoid and you want to avoid all your life. The reality is you're going to experience pain all of your life. So the relationship you have with pain has to change. And for me, I knew that. I just didn't know what that meant. Um, pain for me is my transformer. If you lean into pain, no matter how you're receiving it and experiencing it, it will transform you. It will make you better. And I'm not going to say it's easy. It's not easy. It's very painful. Many times we experience stuff we don't deserve, um, that we, nobody deserves, not even our enemy. Right. Um, but my relationship with, cha- with pain changed. And once it did, once I started leaning into it more, there was just layers of, of healing that came with that. Um, I felt safe in my quiet time with God. Um, I started viewing him as a safe place and not someone up there angry at me. And so it, it allowed me to draw closer to someone higher than myself and gain a different perspective and insight each time. And with every wound that I went through, and this is what changed my intimacy with him, he gave me understanding that he knew what I was going through and that he understood. Mm. And understanding is something we long in our hearts and in our spirit. Um, You know, so that just helped me draw closer to him because he was safe. He was showing me he was trustworthy. And, you know, and I just continued there. There were times where it was so overwhelming that I would take a break and not take a break and just, um, you know, go down a destructive path, but just take a break because it was just a lot that I was processing. And I would focus on a little bit of self-care more and things like that to just help lift me up. But there was many times where breaks were just needed. This stuff is, it's deep, it's painful, it's some generational. Right. Were these, so, the, were these the breaks while you were with him or during your time of, of you know, going through that whole period? during my thirties when God was going through that, the period of just working on myself. So when you're doing, when you're thinking of breaks and you're, you're stepping back, is that, what did that look like? If someone was, you know, listening to you talking about this and yeah, it does sound very painful. How did you make, how did you take a break from it? What did that look like? I would do things that I enjoyed. So anything that I enjoyed, I did. I would take a break from the books. I, I'd stop reading what I was um, focusing on at that moment. Um, I would, you know, do things that I enjoyed doing. Um, I was journaling a lot of what I was feeling. So, because that helps you get it out. Um, there's something beautiful about white pages on a journal. And... You know, when you're journaling and you have that practice, you start at the beginning of the year at a, at a certain state, you know, your current state then, and you 
you continue to work on yourself at the end of the year, I had a practice that I would read my journal, mm-hmm. you know, and, and to see how much you've grown, you end up appreciating and having a high value of personal development and healing. Mm-hmm. Um, so I just, my breaks was just doing me anything that made me happy. I would go to movies alone. I would go to dinners alone. I would, um, get petties and manis. Um, I would spend time with friends, you know, have lunches, um, have hosts and game nights at the house, you know, things like that, that just filled me up. How did you know how to do that? I mean, how did you know that you need a break? Because I don't think a lot of people realize that. And I think that that's why they give up. It's like, how did you know that that's what you needed to do during this process? My heart would start feeling, I would feel very overwhelmed. Um, I would have to say, I just felt very, very overwhelmed. I would feel heavy. Mm-hmm. Um, I would feel very tense around my shoulders and my neck because that's how I carry it. Mm -hmm. Um, and I just felt like I couldn't continue. Like there was just, it was a lot and I just needed to take a break. Mm -hmm. And I believe there's something so beautiful for that because it's not like you embark on this healing journey and it's go, 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 go. And and you don't stop. And no, you stop and you honor yourself where you're at. Mm -hmm. And you know, there were times that I would cry on the floor in my living room, you know, and, and during breaks. So it's not like the work stopped within you. It still, it still happens. It's just you're not in the books and you're not, you know, hours in front of studying something or learning more about something. Um, it's healthy to take breaks, you know, and, and it's even when you are reading, even when you are studying a subject, you know, taking a couple breaks every hour is just healthy for your mind and your soul. Um, you know, so I would take 10, 15 minute breaks, even when I was reading a book or doing an exercise or some type of technique. Um, when you took that break, what was it that made you still be in that journey and not give up? Because my relationship changed with pain. Like when, when I had the haha moment that I have a relationship with the pain, it helped me embrace it and come back to it and not run because running didn't work. Mm. All I did in my twenties was run. All I did was run. And, and I, I, I just ran to all sorts of things that weren't serving me at all. Um, it was just that my perspective with it changed. Um, and, and, and I was so serious about the inner work and, and the way I'm wired, I, I'm hot. My, one, my top strength is responsibility. So once I set my mind on something, I just do what I have to do to carry it through. Um, but even if someone's not wired that way, you, I, I believe I would encourage someone just to really look at it in it's a way to honor and respect who you are as a person um, and start eliminating some of the barriers around ourselves um, to welcome new into our life, to welcome something healthier, to welcome not more of the same that you've been experiencing, but it's not easy. Yeah, no, it's not easy, but I think that you obviously felt the, the, the benefit of doing it 
because that's what kept you going back to it, even on the breaks. That yes. you saw the alt, you know, what's the alternative going back to how I was before or doing this work? Because as, as, as I do this work more and more, I'm feeling more free and free and free. And why would I want to go back there? So that's that, yes, that is it, right? That, yes. That's really why you keep going. Um, yeah, there was, there was freedom in layers coming, right? And I don't, I, I don't know about you, but for me, when you, when you're free, there's something about it. You just want more of it. Mm-hmm. You know, you just want more of it. So yeah, it was definitely just seeing the value, the benefits that um, I had, and and I will say this: this is the encouraging part with this. When you're healing and when you're working on yourself, you don't need to, I, I didn't publicly say anything about it. I mean, people that were close to me knew I was, you know, embarking on this journey. Um, but when you start encountering people, say in my, in, at work, they knew that there was something going on with me. You start, when that weight starts coming off, life is just a little lighter. You're carrying yourself differently. You're exuding other things. Um, so when I would hear people make those type of statements, like, what have you been up to? You seem just different and things like that. It was just encouraging me more to continue down the path that I was. Right. You were probably radiating all this positive light, <laughs> you know, and they're like, wow, who is this woman? I mean, it does manifest physically, you know, yeah. your face is bright, your, your head is up, you walk with a, you know, a, a certain way and it's completely different. Yes. So yes, that's totally makes sense. So you're going through this journey and, and this is something that I, I've, I've spoken to a friend of mine who's a social worker and we've always, often talked about this. And she said, we could sit here and do all this work within ourselves when it comes to relationship, but how do we know this work worked until we get in a relationship? So we were, we were talking about that and I was like, wow, yeah, you're right. <laughs> you know, and it's not, it's not, it's, it's almost as if now I got to take those tools that I learned and then now apply it not only within myself, but when I'm with somebody, you know, and see how that goes. So you're in this, you know, amazing place and then you're thinking, you know, hey, maybe I, I should open myself up, right? Mm-hmm. And he comes in. Mm-hmm. And he's saying all these amazing things, and you're thinking, "This is why I did this work." You know, this is this is my reward. This is this is where I I I need to be. Oh my God, this was all worth it. But then, you like you said, there was these signs. Um, and I got to tell you, a lot of people say narcissist very freely, and I, I see a lot of. Therapists talk about it, say, oh, you shouldn't be using that word very freely. But I'm going to tell you what you described is a classic narcissist, the love bombing, you know, the love bombing, the uh, rushing you into this love, like, oh, my God, within maybe days or even weeks. Mm -hmm. And and then, like you said, um, not celebrating the things that you were celebrating. It was all about that person. A lot of the things that you said uh, is classic narcissism. 
And I'll, and I'll share a couple other things that were just like haha moments for me mm-hmm. that made me realize that I was in a different type of relationship. There was treatments that it was like I was a possession instead of a human being by his side. There were times where we would go work out at the gym and he would check to make sure my leggings were the line in the back would be straight. There were times where he would disappear in the weekends and nothing. There was a lot of infidelity. Uh, He had a sexual addiction. There was a lot of issues that were coming to light. And I'll tell you why. When I started seeing something was wrong, my prayer to God was start exposing what's in the dark. And that's exactly what happened. Seeing some of the stuff is what helped me get out of it. Um, When someone's looking at you to your face and saying what I'm doing, you don't deserve. It's not that they don't know what they're doing. Narcissists, I believe are people that are created. They're created. They're not born that way. There's something that happened in their childhood that makes them, makes them create this other version of themselves. And there was abandonment stuff that he went through. Um, him and his mom and I even had a conversation when she knew that I was stepping out. Cause she even was like, no, don't leave my son. You got to stay. You don't give up on him. Like she wanted me to stay in an abusive relationship. She wanted me to stay in an abusive relationship. And, and at the end, when her and I had a very honest conversation, she realized she contributed in creating this monster. And I think that's a very painful lesson for parents to accept these individuals, they're not born that way. Something happened and there's something in their childhood that, that was neglect or abuse or something like that. So there was a lot there. I will say this though. This is when I knew the damage that being in a narcissistic relationship can do to a woman's soul and spirit. When I say that the two dates were different, the date that I decided to get out of the relationship and the date that I cut contact was different. I'm going to explain to you what contributed to me cutting complete contact. Mm -hmm. Because I, I understand why a woman sometimes struggles with getting out from the moment they're getting out and then ending that contact. It's a Mm -hmm. process Mm -hmm. and I'll honor that because it is a process. My friends, the one that of the relationship changed a little bit with during this period, sent me a video, a Grey's Anatomy episode video. She watched it and her message out of it was just the power of friendship. And, you know, she shared with me what she got out of it. She wanted me to watch it to, to gain that insight. So one day, I sat in my living room and I hit play. It was meant for me to watch that video and it had nothing to do with the message of friendship. So the video was, um, Joe, there was someone that was a woman that was very badly beaten in the emergency room. Joe was one of the doctors of Grey's Anatomy, if you're familiar, um, was examining her. And Joe's hands went to her body and the woman reacted. She didn't even touch her yet at the time. Um, So Joe had experience being 
um, you know, sexual assault when she was young. And she, at that moment, just felt like there's something else here. Maybe there's something else that happened. She started asking. The woman then said that she had been sexually assaulted. Lisa, the next thing that happened is that Joe raised this woman's shirt to examine herself, uh, examine the woman, like her wounds. Mm -hmm. And as soon as Joe raised the shirt, I started weeping, weeping in my living room. Now, this is what happened afterwards. I mentioned that I was raped as a child. I knew that it wasn't that because I had healed from that. I had seen and been around women that, you know, had gone through that and there was never a reaction or response like that ever. So I knew that wasn't it. I had healed from that. I had no idea why I was weeping so much and I couldn't even open my mouth to even say like what was happening to me. What I did hear God say to me was, you've experienced another version of this. This is what I, that I had wounds like that within myself. And he said to me that what I experience is when you're asking a man to stop hurting you over and over and he continues. What that spoke to me was there is such a, uh, such a thing in these unhealthy relationships called relational rape. And I'll call it that because it's real. It's, it's what's done to a woman's soul and spirit that it damages, it causes a lot of damage. Um, and it's very similar to what the soul and the spirit of a woman that's been violated goes through. Mm-hmm. Um, that moment, I wept for five hours. It was just this thing that I just could not stop crying. I, I couldn't even finish watching it. As soon as that happened, that I started crying, I hit pause, and I just allowed myself to have that period. From that moment, I drafted an email because he was overseas. He had been um, sent overseas. He was in the military. I explained the revelation I had gotten and what took place. And at the end, I said, don't ever contact me again. I sent it and I blocked everything. Phone, email, I mean, everything. Because there's one thing for you to be in a relationship and it not be healthy and you struggle through it, struggle to get out. Mm -hmm. There's another for me to have gotten that degree and depth of insight on what had happened to me and not choose myself. Mm -hmm. I had, I had to choose me. Forget about walking in the commitment that I made by this man. I had to choose me. I realized that I had so much strength within me that had just been stomped on and, and not what it was, but it's not that I wasn't there. It, It was, I just needed to unleash it again. It was my power. I needed to unleash it. Once I did that, it just embarked me on healing from that. And I'll say this, this is the way he used to manipulate. I knew that I needed to get out of the relationship we had. I don't know how many conversations about it. And his statements to me were, but why can't you do that by me? And I'll say this to women. It's unrealistic to believe that you can heal by the very thing that's tearing you down. You, it's not realistic. It's not possible. Say that again. 
it's unrealistic for a woman to believe that they can heal by the very person that's tearing them down. Yes. It's, it's completely unrealistic. Mm-hmm. You can't build yourself up. You can't heal and build yourself up when you have someone by you tearing you down, either by words or actions or whatever it may be. I would explain, and this is where the degree of selfishness and lack of empathy and with that personality, they're really about themselves in such an ugly way. They don't care about the person by them. That's just the reality of the situation. Um, when he would say that to me, it just, I, 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 I would look at him and it's just like, wow, this is really about you, isn't it? But I realized then in that revelation, Lisa, that there's no way in heck I was staying there. I didn't even want contact with him at all. And that decision was showing me that I chose myself and it was time to walk in some self-love. It was just time. Right. That is very deep. (laughs) You know, that's really deep. That's a lot of work that you did to come to that conclusion with going through that. It's not, I I couldn't understand what you meant when you said the time of when I ended the relationship to the time that I leave. And I think that happens so many times where you left the relationship, but you're still texting, you're still talking. You, you got to cut the cord. You got to cut the cord in order for you to completely heal as a, as a person, as a woman. You can't do that with somebody. I mean, there's a reason why you left. How are you going to heal with the person that, like you just said, is tearing you down. It's not possible. And you, and you know, you said this, something that I hear so often, why can't you be with me and we can heal together? No, you do your own healing. I'll do my own healing. And if we're at the place that we can be together, then it's meant to be and we can be together. But we got to do our own work. We got to do our own shit. We got to be separate. And that's something huge that I think people need to understand because I hear that so many times. Why can't you be with me to do that? You can't. It's not a complete, it's, it's not the, the best way to heal because you got to get back to who you are as a woman and as, a, as an identity with just you, not thinking about somebody else, not caring about somebody else. It's that you're a human being. You're going to always care about that person. How are you going to do you work when you're <laughs> in the same, in, still in the same relationship and he may or may not be doing his work? Because how do you know he's doing his work? Um, right. So I think that's really huge for people to understand. And that was when you just basically cut it off. And that was yeah. it. Yes, that was it. Never contact again. I'll say I stepped into another phase of solitude. That relationship, I mentioned changed a lot of relationships around me. One of the things that I realized, and, and I'm going to say this because it might be very true for anyone listening. When you experience something like this and you have so much pain and you, that has to be healed in order for you to move on, the answer is not to jump into another relationship. That's not the answer. But the one thing I learned is not everyone could be trusted with that pain. A lot of people don't understand unless you've been through it, what you've been through. 
And I had to set some boundaries because the people outside of me were contributing to second wounds. Like they were wounding on top of wounds with some of their actions and, and what they would say. And, and it was all because they, I wasn't responding the way they wanted me to respond. I wasn't handling it the way they wanted me to, to handle it. And I learned a very valuable lesson is that not everyone can be trusted with your pain. So I embarked on another time of solitude. How did I get through that? Two community groups and Facebook that focused just on um, narcissistic abuse. And I read a book that's called Narcissistic Lovers That Transformed My Life. I learned a lot in that book. It's not an easy read. It's going to make you look in the mirror um, in many, many ways. But the one thing I learned, because I, I sat again, and I'm like, what was it about me that hasn't gotten dealt with that I sat for as long as I did in this relationship? Okay, not running, that's all great. Not giving up on something, that's all great. And I applied all those lessons, and I seen that. I wasn't cutting a man down with my words. So how I wanted to carry myself as a woman was happening. I seen the fruit of all I did in my 30s. But even in spite of that, what was it about me that I didn't deal with that contribute to me staying in that relationship? And love is not the answer. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so I realized that I was raised by one and I had no idea. Uh. That was a very painful um, insight. Mm. Because I realized in the relationship, there were specific things that would happen that I was resisting. Like I would retreat. Mm -hmm. And I didn't understand why I was doing it at that moment, Lisa, but I, I acknowledge it. Like I knew something, there was a trigger or something. When I went through that book, I realized that I was resisting because it was very familiar. And... I was jacked up and I'll use that language. I was so jacked up. <laughs> and you can use any language you want here. <laughs> I was so like shook yeah. and realizing the power of layers and healing and that healing is a, a lifelong journey and it's in layers. It's, it's, it's worse than peeling an onion, you know? <laughs> Um, but I'm so grateful for what it showed me of my childhood that I still had not dealt with. Mm. And I did work again, you know, and I will say this, I started dating again. Um, I don't allow anything to slide. I'm not going into a relationship looking for flags. That's not who I am. Right. But when something comes up, and I address it and I see a response that is unhealthy for me, I don't even continue to get to know the individual. Um, I am such at a place with my own self-love journey that I'm not giving that up for anything. And the man that I decide to choose to invest my time and energy in in the future has to be able to be a man of character and integrity and able to add to my life, not take away, mm -hmm. able to celebrate me as a woman in my wins, not be selfish and self-centered and, you know, all about him. 
and I'm looking for a life partner, not a soulmate. I want someone that's a life partner, someone that I can grow with because I grow on my own. Right. Growth should also be happening by when you have the right fit as a partner by you. Right. Um, so I, I can see I'm already applying some of the lessons that I learned even in my own healing. But most importantly, my self-love journey went to a whole other level. <laughs> like I thought I was loving myself before I got in that relationship. And then right. I was like, uh-uh, no, you are not, girl. Um, and it just went to a whole other level. So I, I don't regret it. I have no ill feelings against that man or towards him. Um, I hope he... F- finds one day the healing he needs in whatever form that may be. Uh, and I wish him well. Um, but it's not anyone that I ever want to see or have anything with. I mean, it's, it is what it is. That boat sailed. I'm too good for him. He used to even say to me, I was, he didn't know what to deal with a caliber of a woman that I was like when someone's even able to acknowledge that type of thing, it's like, you're, you know, that person's, a good individual and even not what you, but what you can um, be at the same level with, but you're not willing to let them go. Do you know what I mean? Like it was yeah. just things like that. Uh, I thought that I could never say these words. And one day I did. And the words were, I'm so thankful for that experience. <sighs> because there's a new woman that took birth that, that was born there. Like I felt it. And it's what, it's what led to where I'm at right now with my business. Mm -hmm. Um, There was so much fruit there alone. So I am thankful. I am. And it, it, it was a messy, ugly, painful experience, but then there was just so much beauty on the other side. Uh, that I'm going to choose to set my eyes on the beauty and everything that I was able to get out of it uh, and continue to move forward. To go through traumatic events and traumatic situations or relationships and to come out of it. And like you said, it's, it's a rebirth and come out of it as a whole new woman. That's when you can look back and say, now, if I didn't have, if I hadn't gone through that, would, would I be who I am now? Because I like me. I love me that I can look back and say, thank you. Like that is huge. And that's why I know you're in a good place. And there's a big difference when you're talking to somebody that got over a relationship that in, in the caliber of the relationship that you've been to and you know, there you can see and you can feel and you can sense some resentment and anger and sad sadness. There's not, there's healing happening, but you're not at the place where you're going to be like, you know what, dude, thank you. <laughs> thank you very much because look at me now. I am effing amazing. Um, and I had to go through that journey to get there. Girl, I feel you. I so feel you. I totally get you. And I totally understand what you're saying. And you know what's so beautiful about this is that life is a journey and it's not a destination. And this is like, you know, I'm very open about therapy. I used to be a therapist. I'm all about it. Just like you go 
to the doctor to check your boo-boo. I go to the therapist to check the boo-boo in my head. And, you know, she said, this is not going to be your first, second, third, fourth aha moment. You're just going to go through so many, but you're lev- you just hit a different level, energy level, an, an, a different uh, vibration. And that's how she would say it. And I, I, I finally got her. Because every time I do go through something that is traumatic, as, as you say, you know, it's more like, okay, Lisa, take a step back. What did you learn from this? What can we, what, is there something else going on in my head that I didn't, that I haven't thought about looking into, you know, and, and then just saying, okay, I need, I need to do more work. And then thanking that person, oh, God, I couldn't be that woman in my twenties, forget it. I wanted to kill him, you know, where now it's like, thank you. <laughs> you know, that's a, yes. that is amazing. And I, I was going to ask you all these questions about tools and everything, but I think you basically said it all. I mean, you talked about the signs um, and, you know, the, the self, you know, you're, you're questioning yourself. I always feel like if it's, Okay, so there's this thing, and I call it, I, I tell everybody, I call it the, this thing inside that's talking to you, that's telling you something. And I don't think, sometimes people don't listen to it. They hear it, and they're like, okay, shut up, I know what I'm doing. And then I'm realizing now, when that voice comes up, when I don't listen to it, that's when I F up. <laughs> that's when I get myself in situations that... I shouldn't even be in. And I think women need to listen to that voice, sit in it, ask themselves, why is it coming? (laughs) What's going on? Ask the uncomfortable questions. Sit in the uncomfortable, right? Yes, I, I so agree with you. That inner voice we do have is our guide. It's our guide. It's a gift. Um, and it's there to help you. Always. And yeah, always, always. And I will say that pe- women that have their identity wrapped up in men, that without a man in their life, they feel less than or they're, you know, they're not complete or all this stuff that society and people teach, um, that might be a good place to start. Because your identity as a woman, your design as a woman has absolutely nothing to do with um, other people adding to you. Mm -hmm. You are who you are. So you have to get rooted on your identity as a woman and strip away from all the other things that sometimes women tie themselves to that add value to them. You're valuable. You're worthy without anything in your life. It it has nothing to do with what you're attached to or what you have or what you don't have. Your worth and your value is yours. And it's sacred and it's beautiful and it's something that you do not want to continue living without getting in tune with that and having an awareness of what that is for you. Um, You know, so don't ignore that, that inner voice. What is a, a one thing that you would tell a woman, and you may have answered this already, but if you wanted to add more, what is one thing you would tell a woman that may be currently 
in this type of relationship today that you wish was told to you when you were in that relationship? That's a great question. Um, I, I will say this. Be patient and loving with yourself when you've realized that you're experiencing something. And I can't speak to do this, do that, do this, do that, because some of the stuff I view as um, even domestic violence, it can get really bad and ugly. So I, I'm very careful with that. What I will say is you never lose with educating yourself. Uh, I don't care if it's just a book at night or finding a group and getting plugged in, finding a therapist, you know, or a coach online that focuses on, on, on abusive relationships, but start educating yourself, start opening your heart to learning something. Um, cause I think once you start seeking, you're going to find something and there's going to be something that you're going to read or something that's going to resonate with you. That's going to want to, that's going to position you to want to change what you're going through. You know, and if you get to that place, seek support, um, local resources, um, people that can help you along the way to be able to help lift you and strengthen you. Um, and then you have to embark on a healing and self-love journey. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And, you know, you said, choose you choose you. And that's so important. It's not you being selfish. It's about choosing you, your, you as a woman, keeping yourself safe. You know, you only have one body. You only have this one life. You want to take very good care of it and choose you. Um, but I also wanted to mention before we go is that there's different types of emotional abuse. Obviously, this is one type. But no one really talks about it. We always hear the physical, the verbal, but no one talks about the emotional abuse. And I want to say that emotional abuse can come from anyone. It could come from uh, a boyfriend, a husband, a wife, a parent. As you mentioned, it can come from a parent. It can come from a friend. It could come from someone that you think loves you. So, you know, it could come from anybody. Anybody can, uh, to, can be abusive in that, in that manner, in, the, in such a way where uh, you are hurting. Um, the other thing I wanted to add was, you know, seeking therapy. You, you said a lot of things. Those Facebook groups are amazing, amazing, because you're going to meet women that have overcome um, or, or give you ways on how to heal. And, you know, therapy is amazing. And I'm going to say this because not all therapists are the best. They're not all the greatest. And if you meet one and they're not helping you, and I can say this because I've had colleagues that I thought to myself, how the hell is a therapist? <laughs> and um, then choose another one. Go to another one. Find one that is going to make you do the work, not, not agree with everything you're saying, but it's going to make you do the work, um, but you can you have some sort of connection with them. So don't give up if you do seek therapy and you're like, ah, oh, they're terrible. Then go to another one. You know, you'll just like there's bad doctors, there's bad therapists, uh, you know, it's, it, it's with anybody. But I think that 
just talking about how you went through this journey. And now I want to talk about the amazing things that you're doing now because there's tons of amazing things. Like she just sent me her freaking website and I was like, why didn't I look at this before? <laughs> like, um, so let's talk about what you're doing, what you hope to accomplish and okay. et cetera, et cetera. <laughs> Sure. Um, what I told you when I went through that experience, I just made a decision and a new woman was birthed. The, the, the part of a woman that was birthed was the businesswoman. And the reason I embarked on this journey is because I realized what, when people don't evolve in life, there's a lot of people they hurt. I want to help people evolve. Um, I think there's a way of aging in life and, and you're existing and going through the motions of life. And then there's evolving personal development and really building yourself up and making yourself a, a better version of you for you, but also for other people. Mm -hmm. um, so I launched it. I, I, I love coaching. I've always coached. I've done it volunteer work for a period of time and it was just time to just step into my purpose and allow my my light to shine in the lane that I'm called for in that mountain <laughs> and um, um, just take the risk, take calculated risks, uh, scared as heck, you know, new business, being a new business person comes with so much, uh, but I'm a learner. So I'm learning along the way. Um, I love, why do I do what I do? Because I love the ripple effect that happens. So when someone works on themselves and is a better version of themselves, I've seen home, families, communities, environments impacted for a greater good. So when I see that ripple effect, it gives me so much joy. Um, I'm able to be at a place that I can hold and be a safe place for someone and be able to listen to them and be able to help them um, gain insight on their relationship with pain doesn't have to be that way. So that's a lot of, of, of it behind the scenes. Um, so we'll see where this, yeah. you know, where it leads. And a lot of stuff. <laughs> <laughs> um, so let me ask you why. Sure. Uh, okay. So let's talk about the nutrition and personal trainer. What, what, what got you oh, interested in that? So my 20s, I was nice, fit, you know, the, 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 my 30s, I got lost. Why it became a pillar of my business, that relationship, I gained almost 50 pounds. Mm -hmm. In that relationship, I went to old, back to old patterns. I was finding comfort in my food again because my voice was being silent. It was just this vicious cycle. So when I went into choosing myself, my choosing myself was doing the inner work and my body was just going to follow. Mm -hmm. um, and it was getting back to a healthy version of me um, and really changing my mindset with my relationship with food. So I partnered with um, one of my partners. She was a nutrition, my nutritionist at that time, but she's someone that I partner with now that if I have a client and they're seeking a meal plan, I don't prep meal plans. I do nutrition coaching when it comes to blockers that people have. Um, so it was just a journey of knowing that the very way I choose to nourish my body is a reflection on the level of respect I'm walking in as a woman. Mm. Mm. So it's been a big piece of my healing. It's been a big piece of 
losing all that I, that came with that relationship and just getting back to a better version of myself. Cause I don't want to go back to, there's no going back to who you were. You want to be better than who you were. Right. Um, so that's where nutrition comes in. You know, Jim, I'm just about, I love my curves. I mean, Hispanic, you know, so, you know, you got your curves everywhere and don't I'm get rid of those. Okay. <laughs> I'm definitely not the type of woman that considers thin healthy or not have that type of mindset. So it's really just about fitness and nutrition became a way of pouring into myself. I am so glad you said, I'm sorry, keep going. Okay. And just honoring myself in that place. So for me, the gym was like therapy Mm. and it still is, you Mm. know what I mean? Like for me, I go there. Yes. I'm choosing myself. I'm honoring myself. I'm pouring into myself, but it just helps me sit with myself and, and, you know, and have that time. So that's where that piece of it comes in. Um, I know that a lot of women that have experienced unhealthy, toxic relationships and abuse in some form struggle with, um, they're the way they look at themselves and turning to food or other things for comfort. And there's just stuff there. So I wanted to equip myself as much as possible, not by experience because experience is great. But the one thing I love that experience is supposed to give you is that when you filter it through something and you gain wisdom, that's what transforms you. It's the wisdom, like the lesson that you get out of it that is able to transform your life, but also add to someone else's. So I just wanted to be able to equip myself um, to be able to help someone navigate through that. That's amazing. And I'm biting my tongue because I wanted to be like, because I wanted to tell you that that is what's needed in this industry. And I, I said to um, another woman who I worked with in regards to the nutrition piece of my business, and we both were talking about it, that nutrition and emotion and mindset, that is all connected. Yes. Connected people. Okay. It's not about, oh, you, you want to lose weight? Okay, here we go. Here's the Here's your plan. This is what you got to do. There's a lot of whole, a whole lot of other shit going on that's getting to that that's happening that is uh, impacting on the way you eat and the way you look at yourself, body image. All of that is connected. And the fact that you're doing that, that is huge. And I I'm very appreciative that you are that type of person to be in that in this industry because I think we don't have enough of that. And I like I said to somebody working with someone on their nutrition, it's first the first thing I do it becomes almost like a counseling session because you're talking about their emotions. You yes. know? And then and then we can talk about meal planning and everything, but the, I'll tell you every woman I speak to it's a counseling session at first telling me her lifestyle, what she's going through, what happened, her stressors. And then we can bring in the science with the meal plan and all the workouts and all that. So just with that being said, thank you. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for being part of this. Um, You are amazing. I knew we were going to have an amazing conversation and I I could just feel that you are going to be exploding. You're just this ray of light 
and you have an empathic nature about you that you can understand people a little bit better than the average person. Um, and I get that sense from you. So I want to thank you, Alexandra. <laughs> thank you for having me, dear. It was so beautiful to be here with you. It was. Thank you for being in my space today. I really appreciate it. Um, but I want to also let the view, uh, I was going to say the viewers, we're not on YouTube channel yet. I want to let the listeners know where they can find you. And I just realized you're on Instagram and I should be following you. <laughs> what the hell happened? Well, how did that go by? You know? So tell me, tell me what your IG is so everyone else can listen. It's Alexandra Lopez, that coach for IG. Okay. And then you have a website. Yes. Uh, com. There is a free little gift there if anyone's interested mm. on just an assessment to do for themselves. So, you know, they're more than welcome to, to grab that. Freebies, guys. Freebies. Uh, <laughs> anywhere else? Uh, Facebook. Okay. It's, uh, the business account there is also alexandralopez.coach. Okay. And we'll put this all on the episode notes. And I also wanted to get the name and the author of the book. You mentioned the book um, that helped in your healing for those of uh, the listeners that are interested in that book. I will put that in the episode notes as well. Okay. okay. I'll send that your way. Okay. Well, thank you again. Thank you so much. Um, thanks everyone for listening. This has been a therapeutic, <laughs> you know, time for me. And no, it, it's, this is why I love this. This is why I love this. Just thank connecting. You. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Thank you for listening, everyone. Yep. All right, everyone. Till next time. Bye.